Hi, I'm Delaney Foley, a 2022 Mariah's Challenge scholarship winner, and here's what Mariah's Challenge means to me. It means staying true to myself and not giving in to peer pressure. It means saying no to underage drinking and never getting into a vehicle with a driver who is impaired. It means setting a positive example for the generations that follow. It means growing old and helping others do the same. I'm Delaney and I accept Mariah's Challenge. I hope you join me and show that you too are butte tough. Today's podcast is presented by Lone Peak Physical Therapy. Before we get to our fun conversation, let me tell you a little bit about why I will always owe a debt of gratitude to Lone Peak. My son played baseball for Butte High this year. He is currently playing American Legion Baseball. If you would have seen him try to run two years ago, you would not think that was possible. Grady could hardly move. The muscles in his legs were shutting down because of the steroids he was loaded up with during a couple of life flights to Missoula during severe asthma attacks. Two years ago, I thought Grady might be in a wheelchair by now. That is where Beth Saluso and Lone Peak came in. When specialists around the West could not come up with an answer, Beth just kept pushing. Eventually, Grady was sent to Seattle Children's Hospital and got really good news. With some time and physical therapy, he could begin to return to normal. Then, Beth and colleague Jake Corchagrosso taught Grady how to run again. They were patient and they were persistent. Grady isn't the fastest kid on the team. He's not even close. But if he continues to improve like he has, he might be a base-dealing threat before his playing days are done. Whenever I see Grady play, though, I think about how much I owe Beth, Jake, and Lone Peak. They gave Grady his childhood back. If you aren't living your best life, call Lone Peak today, and they will get you back on the right track. I am really proud to say Lone Peak is a sponsor of the Buttecast. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Butte Cast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, Butte, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Woo-hoo! Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. Today's podcast guest is Wayne Paffhausen. Coach Paffhausen was one of 30 men to serve as head coach of the Butte High football team, and 11 since we Dahlberg coached. He coached the Bulldogs from 1970 through 1972, and his 1971 team came within a couple of touchdowns and a severe blizzard in Great Falls of playing for the state title. Before his coaching days, Paffhausen was one of the great athletes in Butte history. He was a key part of Butte High's 1960 and 1961 state championship football teams. The Bulldogs went 18-0 over those two seasons. The 1961 team completely dominated the state, outscoring its opponents 207-58. Paffhausen was named first-team All-State as a senior, and he was also selected honorable mention on the Sporting News' 15th annual high school All-American team. He went on to the University of Washington to play football, but his career as a Husky ended when he suffered a broken neck. Paffhausen also officiated high school basketball from 1964 through 1977, and he became a lifetime member of the Montana Officials Association in 1979. Of course, Paffhausen is probably most well-known for his children. Mark, Scott, Todd, and Josh Paffhausen were all amazing athletes at Butte High. Scott was a starter in the 1984 Butte High State Championship basketball team. Josh was the starting quarterback for the 1991 state champion Butte High football team. Wayne and Josh were inducted together into the Butte Sports Hall of Fame in 2013. 
At 79, Wayne Paffhausen is still active in his construction company. He and Patty, his wife of nearly 60 years, are busy traveling to follow the state so they can watch the careers of their grandchildren. Yesterday, I met with Wayne Paffhausen at the D.A. Davidson building in Uptown Butte for a really fun conversation. This talk wraps up a great week on the Buttecast. We had the incredible Eddie Walker start off the week with some important information that just might save a couple of lives. Then, Don Peoples Jr. made an appearance. This is the first week on the Buttecast that we had a football coach from Butte High and Butte Central on consecutive days. I plan to be back next week with some more fun conversations, including talks with the captains and coaches of the West team, which will be in town preparing for the Montana East-West Shrine game, which will be played at Naranchi Stadium. I also might have some members of the defending state and regional champion Butte Miners. Let's cross our fingers for that one. First, though, sit back and listen in as we catch up with one of Butte's very best, Wayne Paffhausen. Coach, I appreciate you uh, meeting me here today. And did you did you drive up here, or did you did you run up here like in the no, old days? No, no, I didn't. I, <laughs> I, I couldn't make it. I yeah. would have went two blocks, and maybe I'd have made it. Yeah, because that's that's the thing you told me the other day, and uh, I've been telling my son that a bunch because my son, he, I have to pick him up from Butte High, you know, and I live up right. on Zerelda Street. You lived on Zerelda Street as a kid, and yes. you you ran home from East Middle School every day. And I tell, I've been telling him that the last three days. I said, no, you can just walk home, because you think i making him go on the bat- baton death march, you know, to walk up to the KC from Butte High. Well, and we never had to, you know. I, yeah. I was supposed to go to Butte High School for the freshman team, but we had a great freshman team out at East Junior High, so I decided I'd stay there. Oh, yeah? And we had a teacher that lived up here on the west side, and she'd take me, her name was Nellie Crowley, great math teacher, and yeah. she'd give me a ride to school every day <laughs> and then when practice was over or, you know if i got a ride hitchhiking yeah. that was good but most <laughs> of the time not so good that, that that's quite the haul from east middle school all the way up to the the west the yeah. north end as they call it that's what yeah. my my cousin uh, mickey sharky I, I used to joke that i live on the upper west side sound and ritzy and he says no you don't you live on the north end north he, end yeah <laughs> yeah i used to come around and they go up by the courthouse and across boardman and then down the hill and up, up on the up to seven fourteen or whatever it is. Yeah. On. Yeah. On Excel there. And that, know, that's so. that's what made you so fast, huh? Right I don't know. Every day. I don't know. It kept me in shape. To yeah. That. Yeah, and you must have been pretty fast. Fair. Fair. <laughs> it, it got me some scholarships, so yeah, that's all that mattered. Yeah, because but that that path thousand speed's pretty legendary. There's some. The kids have done well. Yeah. You know. The boys, they, and uh, Scott, uh, Mark, you know, they all were athletes. And so yeah. we've had, you know, all that time to enjoy with their playing at their different yeah. colleges. And then, you know, having been coached and watch all my kids that I coached go on yeah. and, and do their thing, that was really, you know, heartwarming, let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, you've had a lot of success to watch. Yes. Which we, we saw that uh, last week. Uh, my uncle Al Hansen passed away or at his funeral last week. Right. And he was the fullback for your team, what, 70 and 71? Two years, yeah, yes. And, uh, mm-hmm. and they had a bunch of those teammates there. And just look at the group of guys that was there. You know, you, Teddy oh. Richards, Rich Haw, Paul Claybo. You know, Mike Anderson. John you know, Dick. Yeah, just, just so many of them, you right. know. Right. 
Right. And uh, such a great, not only just a good, was it a great group of athletes, but they were a great group of guys who did a lot for the community. They did. In the last, you know, since high school. Yeah, and they did. They went out after they played their college football, and a lot of them became coaches, and we'll talk yeah. about that later. But, yeah. And had great success. You yeah. Know? And we must have done something right. right yeah. because, but then again, you look at your assistant coaches, you know, I had John McElroy and Jim Street and, and uh, Dan Peters, Mike Taher, yeah. Gary Carl. That's a Hall of Fame group right there. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, most yeah. of those guys are Hall of Famers, you know. They are. But anyway, it uh, it was fun. You yeah. know, it just it was something that I could immerse in, and we'll talk about that a little yeah. later. Yeah. When I graduated, I'd have come back home and then yeah. went to school. Now, you um, you played uh, three sports at Butte High. I did. And you lettered seven times, I saw, which uh, yes. that probably, you know, today kids letter seven times when they go in through there. You see more of it now. But I imagine seven letters when you graduated in 1962 was right up there with the top. Have no idea. Yeah. We didn't look at those. You know, yeah, because there no wasn't idea. a lot of guys who lettered, you yeah. know, nobody lettered then as sophomores in football. I had a chance to litter as a sophomore, but I, but I, yeah, uh, uh, goofy. We we're playing the freshman basketball game against the faculty out at East Junior High, yeah. and the crazy thing, I dove out of bounds to get a ball in a, in a, by the back door, yeah. and the girl was sitting there, and she pulled, jumped up, and she caught my head, and it went sideways, and I hit the edge of the pumice block. Oh, and you know, I got up and shook my arm, and, <laughs> and I thought, hmm. Went back out on the court and kept playing. Yeah. And then I went out and worked all summer, you know, bucking bales when I was a freshman. And I was just planning for that sophomore year. And first practice sophomore year, I did a push-up and my shoulder collapsed. Oh, really? So I went to a Dr. Davidson at the time, and he nipped a piece of bone off the end because it broke it, broke it off. No. So And he put something in there, so... I would have been able to labor, you know, get a letter yeah. as a sophomore if I would have been healthy. Yeah. You know, but that seemed to be the story of my life. Yeah, <laughs> lots of injuries over <laughs> oh, the years. Shoot. A lot of scars, a lot of oh. extra parts. Oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of parts. Yeah, yeah. and uh, of course, what, were you, what was your best, was football your best sport? Because I know you played basketball. I with, played uh, basketball. And, 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 and obviously track. Yes, yes. And, and I think yeah. you led it three times in track. Yes, I did. Uh, I found this picture too of uh, our basketball was on the team. Of the basketball team, and I was just looking at the names on that basketball yes. team that you played with. Uh, of course, uh, amazing. Was it? Uh, and then you, you, some of your teammates, like Ed Ed Yo, yes. uh, was was one of your teammates. Yeah, Chumro Westy. Chumro Westy on it, and yeah. uh, and of course Jerry Olds, Gary yeah. Carl, Bob Gibbons. Yeah, Bob uh, Gibbons went yeah. in the Hall of Fame last summer, and Gene Allen, you know. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we had it was interesting because we'd get I'd get a rebound and I'd head down the floor, you know I'd get a rebound, pass it, and head down the yeah. floor. But I had to hurry because Chumro Esty and and uh, Donnie Ray, I never got across center court. They had already shot <laughs> before I got. Down That's not surprising with Chum anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. I turn around and head it back, see if I get. <laughs> so you get a rebound and then sprint oh, to the basket. Yeah. Yeah, we played in our, in our senior year. We played uh, the state ch the tournament was in Missoula, yeah. and that year uh, we played Livingston, 
and Jerry Olds, we had a one-on-one at the end of the uh, uh, game uh, yeah. in down in the tournament there yeah. on, on a semi. And anyway, Jerry, they were ahead by one. Hmm. And Jerry missed the front end of a one-on-one. Yeah. They won by one. Oh. And so the next night they played uh, yeah. Anaconda with uh, Wayne Estes and you know, the whole crew that was down there. Great yeah. team. Livingston beat him by 20 points. Really? With yeah. Wayne Estes even, too? Huh? Right, right. It's Livingston, yeah. Yeah. And you guys had, were that close, huh? Oh, God almighty. And it, we didn't even realize it because during the season, you don't get much chance to play the different teams. Yeah. But, yeah, I do remember one thing that was sad during that time. They used to take the train to, to uh, Billings. Huh. And so we went down and played Billings. And... Uh, Coming back on the train at Belgrade, uh, we saw the train. We filled a lurch with the train. Yeah. And what happened was somebody in a suburban forgot to look for the see if a train was coming. Oh. And no. the, their dog was in the back of the suburban, barking at a dog that was following them. Yeah. They lost concentration, and the train cut the thing right in half. Yeah. Killed four people, and the only one that lived was the dog and the little boy in the back oh really yeah so that was a sad thing yeah but, that's yeah so anyway it's kind of crazy but i don't know if they do that still or not as far as taking the train down there because we don't have any train huh? yeah sure. I, I know it's there's talk bus. about it's all bus. Yeah, yeah i don't think we had a kid on the train in several years anyway it's been no, a while it's been a long time since the train stopped that'd be the here. way to i'd love to go travel as a train that was fun yeah yeah a different way of doing it yeah there's i know there's talk of uh travel you know bringing some rails back i don't I, know it's gonna be know. hard I, yeah, I don't know financially if it would make sense no to spend because you people no. were talking about the trains for the up by modest canyon they right. want to have them there right they'd have to completely redo those tracks well most of it, it was surprising they said most of the track and the track bed is good really it is but the no problem is is that you know right now hell is having a heck of a problem because of the trains coming through there yeah so all the trains come through hell and if you've ever been there and had to wait for one it takes 20 minutes for the train to get by because the yeah. cars they got what 100 cars in the train anymore yeah so you just sit there and sit there and sit there and the people uh, are trying to get them to go around somehow get around yeah and not be take so much time coming through hell yeah, and so, Helen is a pain to drive through anyway without oh, the trains. You God just, <laughs> Almighty, it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. up there, you know. But the yeah. town's growing. Yeah, it's growing. My Lord, the, the uh, because of the capital and because of all the businesses wanting to get money from the state, they're building their office complexes around there. Yeah. And uh, I started renting some buildings years ago to the state, and at that time there was about six thousand employees at that time and that's 20 plus years ago but anyway today they're between 16 to 17,000 employees wow so you might say government <laughs> yeah <laughs> so did you go to school was uh was the big butte school there where kennedy is now no it was it wasn't built there no yet. there was the, the only one that was down the whittier was down below yeah. You know, or not Whittier, but uh, Park Street. Uh, oh, McKinley? McKinley. Is that where you went to school? Uh, no. Oh. No, no. When I, when, what happened, what happened in, in my instant is the fact that uh, my mother died when I was uh, 18 months old. Oh, geez, I didn't know And that. Uh, I was raised by my grandmother. My, my uh, 
dad was in the war. He was in a Marine in Okinawa, Ujima, and, and yeah. uh, also in uh, Korea. But anyway, uh, so he came, well, after she died, they raised me till I was at about, oh, I don't know, he came home and got married again, and I remember going to school right across from the old YMCA, which is a central school yeah. in kindergarten. Yeah, St. Patrick's back then. St. Yeah. Patrick's, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, he came back and got married again, and so we moved out on the flats mm. uh, by the oh, the technical thing out there at the time. And so I went to the first grade. In the second grade, uh, I think in St. Anne's, no, okay. at that time and then uh, my dad got divorced again mm -hmm. so anyway my aunt and uncle uh, Lois Turner which uh, was my dad's sister they lived in a little town called Star outside of Boise you have you're in Boise the next yeah. little town Stanton Nampa yeah. then there's a little bohunt little place let's put it that yeah. way and uh, that's where I lived was in Star Really, I yeah. Didn't so I went, time. I went through the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and on the seventh, uh, I played on the freshman teams in the seventh grade at the junior high. And anyway, uh, my dad got married again, so I came back to Montana, and we were the first class in East Junior High at that oh. time. So. That's that was a roundabout so way a brand of new school, huh? coming all the way back here, yeah. you know. So I got back here. We went to the eighth grade uh, at East Junior High, uh -huh. and uh, our freshman team, you know, was good because we had all, all these kids, you know. Yeah. Mel Johnson, Gary Carl, Bob Gibbons. We had some great athletes at that time. Yeah. And so we and if as we went through there then we came to butte high school and then the rest is history you know yeah well pretty good history because uh of course 1960 1961 butte high bulldogs won 18 straight games and won two state championships yeah i think we're the only team that in butte high history that went undefeated two years in a row yeah and that was fun you know. yeah. did you tell that to josh after when they lost in 92 for the first time after going undefeated say well i did it two years in a row <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that time we went up and played uh, Great Falls uh, at on this first state championship. Yeah. When I was coaching up there, it was crazy because I always remember that, uh, uh, that Carlson was the head coach and his assistants were a guy by the name of uh, Cliff Heisel. Oh, yeah. And heard of him, huh? Yeah, <laughs> and, and also uh, the one here in Butte, God, my my. Oh, Mick Delaney? Mick Delaney. Yeah. Yeah, so those were their assistant coaches. Yeah. So they beat us up there in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah. Total. I mean, you couldn't even see the ball. And the craziest thing in the world is they would punt the ball, and the fog was coming in, and it was way below zero. Yeah. And our football cleats, you know, I guess I never had enough sense to think about that. Yeah. But anyway, their um, staff or their support group like the Butte Silver Bees, but up there, they bought all their kids' ripple sole coaches shoes, yeah. rubber. So they had traction. So they it makes a bit of a difference. Oh yeah. So anyway, <laughs> here you got, you know, our big guys, Andy and those guys on defense. Yeah. And 
they'd hit them and just push them backwards. Yeah. You know, and we couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. So I remember Gene Cook was the official at that time. The great golfer, Gene oh, Cook. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, they punted us. And so, uh, or we punted to them, I mean. And so their up guy waves his hand for fair catch. Yeah. Yeah. The guy behind him caught the ball, <laughs> took off and ran for a touchdown. Yeah. Well, I'm out on the field screaming and hollering. My guys, coaches are pulling me back off the field. <laughs> and I thought, there's something wrong here. Yeah. You know? So next thing that goes on, you know, what's really interesting is, is they did it again. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. That time I got kicked out. Oh, you got kicked out of the <laughs> Oh, yeah. And a penalty, of yeah. course. Yeah. You know? And, but anyway, it, uh, we would have we easily beat them yeah. at that time. You know, so I got uh, the years that, as I was coaching down here, uh, you know, that last year that I did coach, we, we ended up playing the Bison, and that was after Milo Dragovich and everybody had left. Yeah. And Mike Sikowski was our coach at the time, or I mean our quarterback. Oh, Mike was and, the quarterback. Yeah, and McKinnon was the fullback and on and on and on, you know. And uh, anyway... They came here, and the parents went out to Lydia's and got uh, reservations because if they beat us, they were automatic champions. Yeah. So, needless to say, <laughs> wasn't happy. I day. went out. I went out and got all the menus or the reservations. Yeah. I pasted them all over the locker room and hallway <laughs> every day, screaming and hollering about it. And I'll be damned if we didn't turn around and we beat them. Yeah. We beat him, and we banged him up. You know, I mean, mm. maybe there was a little bounty on some of the knees and things like that. You know, <laughs> might have happened back. Oh in the yeah, day. might have happened back yeah. then. But anyway, we <laughs> took the quarterback down, and I told Lynn Jansen and and, and Paul, uh, uh, Georgie Paul, yeah. I says those ends because they ran the wishbone. Yeah. I said I want that quarterback on his back every time if he steps your way. You go get them. Yeah. And they had a great team. Great, yeah. great team. All their players went. I think that the Scott kid, he went to Colorado and played. And, and they, were, they just had yeah. a great team. And they, they would have been undefeated the same way two years in a row. So needless to say, yeah. we put some real hurt on them. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And we beat them just a little bit and with our team. And, you know, we had been, I think we only won maybe five games or six games a year yeah. but uh, it's it's like anything in coaching you know have that you have that rise and you have that fall yeah it's not like college where you can go just get, yeah, the best. you, you yeah. go you got what you got you, you got you got to go with what you got yeah and i was very pleased with all of our uh, coaches that we did have you know when yeah because when i first went into coaching i hired you know uh young people i brought gary carl who was uh on our team yeah he was in vietnam and i sent a letter and got him out early and then when he got back uh by that time i was up coaching at tech oh. Oh, i didn't realize you coached at tech yeah. yeah i uh well when i first came in i you you'll love this when i first got out of college uh putter petrino yeah. okay uh i knew i wanted to come back to butte because we already had two children yeah. And a third on the way. No. You know, we didn't waste time. <laughs> you know. But the crazy thing is is that uh so I came back and I hired 
I went to, uh, with Gene Fogarty down there, but anyway, at the East Junior High. Yeah. But anyway, Putter Petrino called me and he says, Pav, I want you to come be one of my coaches, you know. Yeah. And he, I said, what do you want me to do, Putter? He says, you'll be my offensive coordinator. Yeah. I want you to be the head basketball coach and the head track coach. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. You know, you just don't come out and go in double A with the basketball and, yeah. and the rest of it. So I, I kind of said to him, and he says, oh, by the way, you got to teach five classes of biology. <laughs> and I said, nah, Putter, there's no way in yeah. hell that I'm going to go do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to East Junior High, and they paid me $200 a sport. And yeah. I was there a couple years, and then I went up to Tech with uh, Tom Lester. And, oh, you coach and with Coach Lester, with, huh? And Ed Simonich. And yeah. so at that time, and then uh, after that happened, then they brought in, uh, at that time, they brought in Charlie Army. And I think Charlie was the first one in. And Charlie Army, of course, you co went, went from Tech down to the University of Montana yeah. and coached with, uh, uh, oh gosh, a lot of great down there. One to be f f uh, John Elway's dad. Oh, or, Jack Elway. Jack. Yeah. And and uh, oh gosh, Betcher, Bill Betcher. They had a great group. They'd come into Butte, and it was funny. They'd come to us and to our house, and they'd come in, have a beer, have a cup of coffee. And I kept saying to the kids after you know Elway had such a great career, I said, "Do you ever remember his dad being in our house?" You know, having a beer or anything? Yeah. They didn't know. No didn't, idea. No idea. They had no idea. Yeah. But the crazy thing is, is I rem remember Charlie Army. He says, uh, I want you to be the offensive coordinator. I said, okay, that's fine. And he says, I want you to take care of, of the running backs, receivers, and that. And he said, on defense, he said, I'll take care of the line. Hmm. And then he said, on defense, I want you to take care of the de defensive backs. Hmm. And I'll take care of the line. Yeah. And I said, well, do we have any other coaches? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just... No. He said, well, what kind of offense you want me to run? Yeah. And I said, well, I because I had my playbook from the University of Washington. Yeah. And so I, I said, I'll do that. And that's what went down to Butte High. And as we went through the whole situation, but Charlie was there, you know, for a year. And a really interesting thing was down in uh, Dillon, uh, got it. My memory's failing me, but uh, the great coach from Butte here that died here just now. Oh, there, Sonny? Sonny Holland. Yeah. So Sonny Holland was with the head coach down there. Yeah. And if you've ever been to the stadium down there, they have the bird's nest up on top. And yeah. that's where he had me up there doing the spotting, oh. you know. And here I am, you know, I mean, I got some got good ball players, you know, Donnie Heater. I mean, he was a great running back yeah. that went from here, and he played for the Eagles for, what, three, four, five years? Oh, did he play? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, we had some great ball players. But anyway, so at the end of the game, uh, we beat him. But the interesting thing was he never let me call any plays, even though I'm the offensive coordinator. <laughs> so he's down on the goal line seven yards out. And he looks up at me and gives me this shot. <laughs> he puts his arms up. Huh? Oh, yeah. And I called the play, and we scored. Yeah. But I never got to call another play the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Even we went down to Rocky, and he was playing, and they kicked him out. And so he's on, on out of the field there. 
And so I thought, oh boy, I get to call the players. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. He was sending them in on notes. Elway. <laughs> He's still sending them in. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, a lot of fun before going yeah. back down to. And I said to him when, when we were talking about that coaching, there was just the two of us. And yeah. I says, well, what about our linebackers and that? So we hired a little guy by the name of Dan Merja from Anaconda, and he was our, our linebacker coach. No. Yeah. And then that was, and then when Gary was still in Vietnam, but when I went down to Butte High, then that's, I got him out to come up to Tech for one year, I believe it was, and then he went down to Butte High with me. Yeah. A lot of fun, a lot of memories. <laughs> did, Crazy did. stuff. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grande's, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grande's can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. Shop where the champions shop at Dig City Supply. The Fan Gear headquarters for all things Montana Tech is right across the street from the Uptown Parking Garage on Park Street. Not only can you get your Charlie Ordigger fix, but we carry the area's largest selection of Montana and Montana State apparel, as well as Butte High, Butte Central, and all the elementary school gear. Dig City is also home to the exclusive licensed Butte Icon shirt collection. We partnered with cherished Butte institutions to offer one-of-a-kind graphic tees from places like the Silverbow Drive-In, Beef Trail Ski Area, Bonanza Freeze, and our brand new Evil Knievel designs. Head uptown to Park Street and check out Dig City Supply and find us online at digcitysupply.com. Is your house too cold or is it too hot? Either way, Lockmer Sheet Metal is here to help. With more than 40 years of experience in the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning trade, Lockmer Sheet Metal strives to bring quality service and knowledgeable work to help with your HVAC projects or needs. Lockmer Sheet Metal offers repair services for all forced air, central air systems, installation of new HVAC systems, service contracts for maintenance and service, all residential and commercial applications, fabrication of sheet metal for all types of projects and ventilation and exhaust systems, as well as commercial heating and cooling. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerSheetMetal.com to warm up or cool down with Lockmer Sheet Metal, your local dealer for train heating, cooling, air handling, and ventilation products. Remember Lockmer Sheet Metal for all your home heating and cooling needs. Lone Peak Physical Therapy is your premier privately owned physical therapy, occupational therapy, certified hand therapy, pelvic health, and personal training facility located right here in beautiful Butte, Montana. With over 21 years of experience, our team here at Lone Peak is hyper-focused on you, your goals, and finding a way to help you get better faster. We provide one-on-one care with the highest quality specialized services. Are you tired of dealing with your low back pain, arthritis, carpal tunnel, neck pain, headaches, and shoulder pain? Did you just have a recent surgery? Do you struggle with feeling off balance or do you get dizzy during your day? How about a custom splint built for your hand and wrist? 
Did you recently have a baby and now your body feels tremendously foreign to you? Look no further. We are here for you and ready to help you move better and feel better every step of the way. You do not need a doctor's referral to come in and see us. We accept health insurance and also offer comprehensive self-pay options. Don't settle for mediocre health care. Your journey to living better and getting back to doing what you love can start today. Give us a call at 406-494-7050 or visit our website at LonePeakPT.com to speak to an expert now. Now, did you play for Sam Jankovic? I did. Yeah. yeah. Was he the head coach both no, those championship the Force, years? No. Uh, Force Wilson was the head coach at the time. Okay. For me when I, my sophomore year. And, yeah. and of course, uh, and then Sam uh, Forrest retired and became the principal. And then the battle was who's going to get Butte High yeah. at that time. And it was between Joe Roberts and Jankovic. And I think there was a little more people on that side than this side. So yeah. Jankovic got the job, and Joe went to Missoula Sentinel. Oh, really? Yeah. So he went down there and became the head coach at, at Missoula oh. Sentinel. So lo and behold, the last game of our high school career, we played Sentinel <laughs> for the state championship down there. Yeah. We beat them 39 to nothing. Yeah. 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 I think it was 38 to 39 to nothing. And I always remember... On the way back, getting on the fire truck up out, out on the hill out here, Rocker, yeah. you know, and getting our ride through town. Oh, road in the town, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that that was a lot of fun, a lot of good memories there. Yeah. yeah. And you played running back. I played running back, and, and I uh, returned all the punts and kickoffs. Yeah. And I played uh, safety, you know, strong safety. Yeah. What were you better at? I don't know, because yeah. it's hard to tell when me. I was out of Washington— uh-huh. You know, I you know I, I'm the cowboy from Montana, yeah. And I'm down on the third team, you know. And and uh, all of a sudden I go to second. All of a sudden I get to third, yeah. and then <clears throat> my helmet I got hit in the face, and my helmet blew off my head and it broke my neck. Yeah. And that was the end of your playing days. Yeah. 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 I I was never supposed to play again. So when I came back to the state, the university wanted me to play and I thought no maybe if the guy from Western says if you'll come play for me I'll give you four years of scholarship yeah and first game lo and behold uh, blew I blew a knee out so that took care of it and that yeah. I guess God's way of saying hey you're done buddy <laughs> you were meant to that's do right. something else yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so anyway that was but yeah so that's how my career ended down there and, yeah and so after three new knee surgeries and put a new knee in and couple shoulder surgeries and in a neck not all good yeah. so did you get a teaching degree down at western or? yes i did and you yeah. didn't teach much though did you i math and science did i you? taught and i taught uh, environmental science oh. but anyway to high school and when I, the first like going back what i was saying there yeah i i went to butte high because they gave me the 4800 yeah and 200 dollars of sport you know for for football, basketball, and track. Yeah. And so at that stage of the game, uh, I was able to, you know, people laugh at it now. Yeah. 4800 you start yeah. talking about the year's salary like that, you know, it's $400 a month. Yeah. And my wife and I thought we were in he- hog heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was tough, you know. And then I used to work on the side because my father was a carpenter and my uncle Mick Paffhausen was a carpenter. Yeah. And John Limler, they kind of formed a, a 
construction group themselves, and so I started doing a little bit of that. And in the summertime, then we'd go out and build houses, and you know, John Dwyer and myself as custom homes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so as yeah, we progressed through that, and then it got to the point where we split, and then things were getting so hectic, uh, I decided to go build the Copper King Inn, when at that time I had to get out of teaching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, you, you built the Copper King? Yeah, I was a builder and part owner of that. Okay. I remember Scott telling me when we were up at the hotel in Great Falls that, I don't know if the Great Falls Hotel patterned itself after the Copper King or the Copper King patterned itself after the hotel up there. It was. Or, and it, the, the partners that I had yeah. in the Copper King here were from Great Falls. All oh. the architect and... Uh, the dentist, there was a dentist, and I'm terrible on names, but anyway, that yeah. they were the, you know, I was a 50% owner, and they, they had the 50, so anyway, and the place was going great until the mine shut down, and yeah. that ended it, so we just gave it back to the bank, you know, yeah. so, but whatever the case, we got a lot of losses, but, and then from there, you know, it's just a matter of building a lot of things here in Butte after that. Yeah. Is that why you got out of coaching? Uh, it you, is. Because you went into the yeah. into work for the, yourself? Into yeah. the construction yeah. because we were we were making way more money than what I could, would have ever been able to do. Yeah. So we were building that, and then when I went on my own, then I, you know, started building buildings in Butte and, and basically entrepreneur trying to go out and bring things around and, so in Butte, we bought the built the Subaru dealership and Tamarack Square, Wells Fargo, all those Opportunity are. Bank, uh, the country clubs one and two, all the houses out there. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was, uh, yeah. But anyway, that and then we moved on and chased federal contracts all around. Yeah. So we'd go to Billings, we'd go to. Coeur Idaho and build four service buildings, all that type of stuff. Yeah. But that's that's all in the past. Yeah. Did did you miss coaching when you got no, out? No, I did. You know, and I, I you know, like I say, I, I tried to go through here um, and do the the history that you were talking about. But you know, I'd like to go back and I'd like to talk about a little bit of those number the athletes that yeah because those was able to and that's I, a class i just because you know my uncle al played so i knew a lot of those guys right you know and of course you know some of them are my favorite people like remember interviewing paul claybo right and coach lebsock both over in, right in billings you know it's kind of interesting because i put this little thing together here yeah. when i first got the job uh you know i had sam dragovich Milo dragovich yeah. and then also mark devore yeah. You know, Mark DeVore went to the Bobcats, great athlete yeah. for the Bobcats, all of them. And then the the team that we were talking about, you know, the other kids that we did, you know, like Chris Malodragovich, he went to the Air Force Academy. Paul Claybo went to MSU. Uh, Ron Lebsack went to the University of Montana. Peter Risto, Utah. Scott Reed to the University of Utah. Uh, Mike Anderson, I think he went to the to the Grizz. I believe, and then, uh, and I think that Lynn Kelly, you know, yeah. or he went to the Bobcats. So as you go down the list, you know, I had guys like Patty Bolton, 
you know, that was a kicker, broke Stenrude's record down there in in uh, Bozeman. Yeah. That hit that that time. It's kind of a big record to break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on Stenrude. Yeah, yeah, and then he got beat. But his boy came back, and, and Patty then went, and he was coaching at Great Falls. Yeah. You know, at the time. So, but anyway, uh, you know, Len Kelly, he was coaching in Idaho, and uh, Mike Anderson, everybody knows Colt and all the rest of it. Yeah. Ted Richards went to Centerville, and he's in the Coaches Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, he, I don't know how many games, uh, championships he won there. He won a bunch, yeah. Yeah, and then like Paul Claybo and, and, and Libsock, their teams were, I think they both had careers of 20 to 30 years of coaching. Yeah. Yeah. In and, class double A, yeah. In class double A. And they loved it and a lot and our kids, some of my grandkids were playing with their their kids. So that yeah. it's full circle type they, of thing. They really loved it when they gotta come back and bring teams to Naranchi again. Oh yeah. You know, uh, Lebsock oh, yeah. and, and Claybo. Yeah. Oh yeah. I always used to tell the kids, but I'll just go ahead here. Anyway, Ted Richards, Centerville, Pat Bolton, Andy Larson was, was a great athlete. Yeah. He, he 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 went out to he could have played anywhere, yeah. and uh, anyway uh, he he asked me if I could get a hold of the people out there in Washington. I knew he wanted to yeah. go out and do try to uh, uh, audition for the uh, Seahawks. Yeah, he was going to be a long snapper, wasn't he? He was going to be a long snapper, yeah. and the crazy thing was that they told him. But he didn't play any college football. He had yeah. scholarships all over the place. Yeah. But when you're six four, and can run like he did. Oh, he, he was oh, pretty fast. Huh? Oh, really fast, really fast. Yeah. And he was a typical, you know, player for college football. Yeah. So anyway, they said to him, if you'll go to Canada uh, for one year, we'll bring you back and we'll sign you as yeah. a, a long snapper. Yeah. And but anyway, he didn't. He came home and. Sang, <laughs> played his guitar, and doesn't sang. make him any better. But anyway, yeah. he had a lot of opportunities. Yeah. He's such a talented way. singer too. Oh, he so is. good. And I think like John Dick, uh, he was he was unbelievable yeah. tight end. Yeah, just a mountain of a man too. Well, he is it's a mountain, and, and the fact that he ran a forty-eight, you know, four hundred. You know, no kidding. Oh yeah, he ran that oh, fast. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. So, but anyway, then I had Dan Sullivan. He went on to the University of Montana. Rich Haw, Tech, Jansen Tech, Paul Tech. Sykowski played for me, Al Hansen, yeah. and you were talking, and Bobby Dennehy and Nick Kinnean, Mick Kinnean and Bubba Maloney, and just a lot of those those kids that yeah. I was really proud yeah. to be able to coach during that time. And Tommy Ewich, you know, it goes on and on and on. There's a lot of Butte Sports Hall of Famers there, and a lot more guys who probably should be Butte Sports Hall of Famers in that list. Probably. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the assistant, when I first got there, I hired, you know, as assistant coaches, I hired Dan Peters and Gary Carl, John McElroy, Mike Taher. Uh, you know, Jim Street had already been there, so he joined the coaching staff. Yeah. And, of course, everybody knows Jim yeah. for the wrestling, and we're still the best of friends, we're like brothers. Oh, really? Oh, Pretty yeah. Close still. And I remember... Uh, I had uh, Curry Harrington uh, and Pete Schonsberg were the sophomore coaches for yeah. us, you know. And then I had, uh, oh God, we, we had Dan Lean and Gene Fogarty were the two coaches for the freshman team yeah. on both schools. And so anyway, uh, and our trainer was Burt West. What, Bert, what a staff. <laughs> Those, they know every one of those names. It, you know, and they could all, and they all played 
college ball, college ball. Peters played for the university. I mean, and, and McElroy and Taher. And yeah. They worked at the Bobcats, and it's hard to believe, you know, what they did. So it was fun, you know, to yeah. bring them on. And, and, and then Dan became the coach later, and, of course, then Mac, Coach Mac, yeah. had a great job, and he had to, the, the – I was happy to have him coach my sons, let it put yeah. it that way. Yeah, he coached all four of your sons, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Had yeah. pretty pretty good success with all of them too. Yeah, and Scotty would have done really well down in Bozeman, but he decided to come home, and then yeah. uh, anyway, he he was a he was a hell of a football player. Yeah, you know. So did they all play quarterback? Um, Scott played it for uh, for a while, and he he broke his thumb, so he couldn't play. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Mark a little bit, but mostly. He, it was safety, and yeah. that's what he played with the Bobcats. And, of course, Todd was quarterback, and Todd was a great quarterback. And anyway, uh, the guy from Oregon wanted him to he, – he had already picked up some some uh, a kid that was, he thought was going to be a great one. Yeah. And he asked him if he would go to California. Well, what he did is he contacted Stanford. Stanford looked at it the films and said, oh, yeah. yeah. So he went down to uh, California and uh, to a junior college, Juco down there. Yeah. And he played quarterback. And it was really interesting because the coach, he got somebody from Montana coming. Well, wait a minute. You yeah. know, they, get, they can't be anything. Yeah. So we got there. And <clears throat> I remember we went into the coach's office. And that's the only day I think that my wife was going to divorce me. <laughs> And the coach turned around and looked up at him, and he goes like, whoa, I didn't think this was what I was getting. Yeah. You know? So he says, well, I have a quarterback. They had 105 JUCOs down there in California at the time. No kidding, that many colleges. Oh, yeah, JUCOs. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Todd was a quarterback. And, but he had a quarterback, uh, a Mexican kid or some whatever, mm. and he was ranked in the top three or four in the, the whole Juco yeah. situation. And the crazy thing is that uh, I get a phone call from Todd, and Todd says, we won. I says, what do you mean you won? You know? Huh. And he says, oh, yeah. He says, I beat the guy out. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So the Bobcats gave him a scholarship to come back, and, and, and Earl Salmonson was there, and he never gave him a chance to play at all. Really? No. Just no, was Todd, is Todd the oldest? Uh, no, Mark. Mark's the oldest. Mark's the oldest, So it yeah. goes Mark, Scott, Todd, Todd, and then Josh. And then Josh, yeah. Okay. And, you know, Josh had a little speed. Yeah, he had a lot of speed. <laughs> yeah. Jumping ability, wiggle room, everything, everything you could do. Everything. Yeah. I tried to tackle him at one time, and... Uh, in junior high, you know, yeah. I was playing defensive tackle. I shed my block. He goes out, and our defensive end pushes him back inside and right at me. I had him lined up. The next thing I know, he jumped right over the top of me, and I'm laying back watching him zigzag down the field for a touchdown. And Jack Hogart at uh, at halftime says, Jesus Christ, guys, you're making Paffhausen look like a superstar out there. I'm like, Jack, he is a superstar out there. <laughs> Yeah, we were fortunate to have, you know, and and luckily they didn't get banged up as bad as I did, but yeah. whatever the case, it was just, it was a real fun for, and then now we're chasing our grandkids, you yeah. know, 
Todd's daughter was on the basketball team for Hellgate. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, anyway, and then, geez, we and and it's it got Connor Dick and you know that you know, yeah that so John, many so many Butte, yeah, Butte that, families. Yeah, that's over John there. Dick, you know the dad. Yeah. Uh, you know, so John Dix, this was his grandson. Yeah. And he's got uh, two more of them. Oh, there's more of them coming. There's two of them, that, yeah. Yeah, he carried the team to the state title this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, that Connor Dick was yeah. a fantastic ball player. Yeah. And the interesting thing, though, is is that uh, the one colored boy, uh, Mario. Uh, yeah, Mario. Yeah, Mario, and that was Rick Sparks' grandson. Really? Yeah, and Rick Sparks, you know. He was a legend playing down with the Grizz and yeah. everything else, too. Oh, Sparky, yeah. Oh, Sparky. The old hippie is uh, Tim Norbeck always calls oh, him. Oh, yeah. Grizz. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, if, you, if you stayed in a room with him too long, you'd come out a little dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the one good thing, he, he, he damn near died a couple times. Yeah. Sparky. Yeah, yeah he was pretty sick. Really, really sick. And uh, so this was his last hurrah with this grandson so yeah. and so i don't know where he's going i heard this weekend that he was going to go with his friend to the university of arizona just to go to school yeah so i guess that's, oh, that's he's good going he's going to school yeah yeah it's good that he's going to school but he yeah. he, he did a, he played well in the state tournament here yeah. in basketball this year really well yeah and they seem to get you know the down and out kids, if the few Indians and things of that nature out of Missoula that go there, yeah, they're tough. Yeah, but today when you got a guy like Eric Eric Hayes and and those people, he knows how to coach a little oh bit. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> coach, I remember yeah. when I was out there at Washington, <clears throat> I went to watch UCLA play the University of Washington, and they have their own pep band that comes with them. And there was uh, Gail Goodrich and Walt Hazard, the two point guards, and then Kareem, of course, the big guy. Yeah. And they won, won three straight or four straight national championships. Yeah. So anyway, the sixth man, the first guy off of the bench to come in, and he spelled both guards, hmm. was a kid by the name of Mike Huggins yeah. from Kalispell. Really? He was the quarterback the year that I was a sophomore. And we played Sweeney, who was coaching in Kalispell. Oh, yeah, Sweeney was, I forgot Sweeney went to Kalispell for a while. Oh, yeah, he was up in Kalispell. And we played him here in the stadium. And I remember it was too cold the night before, so we played the next day. But it was only, it warmed up to about 28 below the next day. (laughs) It was a heat wave. (laughs) Yeah, a heat wave. And that was a day that, and I was a sophomore, and I was very happy to stand next to the 55-gallon barrel with all the cheerleaders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a interesting thing. So, yeah. yeah, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to remember a lot of this, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, but off of our team alone, you know, Gene Allen went to Nebraska. Uh, Gene, I didn't realize Gene. Oh, yeah. He went that Yeah, far. all the coaches. You know, it was interesting during that time, in that era, yeah. <clears throat> all the coaches would come up and do their own recruiting. And so, um, oh gosh, the guy from Stanford right now, I, I just can't remember his name, but he'd mm-hmm. come here twice, three times. And anyway, he wanted to go to the Rocky Mountain Cafe all the time out in Meterville. Oh. And so I said to him one time, Coach, I think you're only coming here 
so you could <laughs> take and go to dinner out at the yeah. there. But and I know back then, uh, well, it, it, uh, president of the power uh, the company was Jack Corrette, uh-huh. and he said, "Would you come over to my house?" And I says, "What for?" He said, well, "I'd like to talk to you," and I didn't realize he was a Stanford graduate. Oh, okay. yeah. So he said to me, "If you go to Stanford, I'll give you." job every single summer but you have to guarantee to come back and work for me at the end of your career yeah so you know that that time i thought oh and the coach said we'll give you six hundred dollars a month spending money well back then that was illegal as hell yeah (laughs) you know they couldn't couldn't even give you a ride back those days no no so anyway uh I didn't want to go that far away from my my wife because we started going together when we were juniors. And really? So, and with the home life I had, I was raised by aunts and uncles living in their basements and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I thought, nah, I'm going home. Yeah. You know. So, but anyway, a lot of those kids that I played with as freshmen, because at that time you couldn't play on the varsity as you, they had a freshman schedule altogether. Yeah. So we played, uh, what was it, Oregon, uh, Oregon State, Idaho, and Washington State were the four teams that we played. But a lot of the kids, uh, the other halfback that was with me, Ron Medved, he went and played for the Eagles for seven years. And then I had a, 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 uh, oh God, the linebackers. It slips my mind right now. But what a crazy guy he was. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. (laughs) <clears throat> he ended up, we played the year before they won both the, the uh, Rose Bowl, the team that uh, left when I went in. Yeah. And they had a kid by the name of Charlie Mitchell was a running back, and he played for the Washington Redskins for I don't know how many years. The center, Ray Mansfield, he played for Pittsburgh, you know, was the yeah. center for, for Pittsburgh for years. And they had... Uh, Nat the Cat Whitmire, and, uh, oh, God, there was one other one. And they went to San Diego and played. But they won the Rose Bowl. Yeah. So the next year, after I was a freshman, our team went down there, and they ended up playing uh, Illinois. Yeah. And Dick Butkus was the linebacker. Oh, you heard of him, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and our guy, Rick Redman, was our guard, and he was the other first-team All-American yeah. linebacker. So it was good stock, you know. You, yeah. you had a lot of good players, and yeah, really interesting. Yeah, long run. There's always fun in motion at the Big Red Barn. Old-fashioned service—that's what sets us apart. Where you can win and laugh out loud. The hokey pokey is what it's all about. Where neighborhood people have good old-fashioned fun. There's always something here. Fifty-five eighteen Designs is your Montana Lifestyle Apparel Headquarters in Uptown Butte. We're gearing up to launch all of our brand new designs for the summer. All our designs are created in-house, actually in the cabin that we have in the back of the store, and they're meant to get you psyched about all your summer adventures. Whether it's biking, hiking, floating, festivaling, or just chilling lakeside, we've got the tees, hats, hoodies, and gifts that everyone is sure to love. And we haven't even mentioned our unique line of Butte gear, but we'll save that for another commercial. 
In the meantime, stop into 5518 Designs at 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte and shop online at shop5518.com. Are you looking for somewhere to watch your favorite teams play or just somewhere to meet your friends? Or are you looking for a place to hold your big celebration or cater your private event? Look no further than Metal's Sports Bar and Grill. They can do it all. With their 31 big screen televisions, you will not miss a second of action and a full menu of cooked-to-perfection favorites is sure to please. Try the Vault Burger, raise fingers, or one of Chef T's specialty items. Or just enjoy a drink and some friendly company with Dave and the staff as you take in the action at Metal Sports Bar & Grill. Metal Sports Bar & Grill is located on the corner of Park and Main in historic Uptown Butte. Stop by today or check out their menu at metalsportsbarandgrill.com. Metal Sports Bar & Grill, where the food is the star. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. Yeah. Now, you got married pretty young. Two years, uh, we got married. We graduated in uh, 62, and then we married... Uh, after I got came back from Washington, after yeah. I, they told me it just you're not never play again. Yeah. And we got married uh, the day after Christmas, oh, on the really? 26th of December of 1964. Right. Yeah. Did Mrs. Pafosen? Did she come from an athletic family too? Uh she was very athletic. Yeah. Her name was McCall. McCall. Yeah, and she, her dad was. Uh, Sonny McCall, and he worked at the, at the uh, produce company yeah. here and, and that type of thing, but uh, he was tough, you know. Yeah. But the good good old days, he'd tell us about selling papers down here on <laughs> Main, or on Park and Main, because that's where the, the big yeah. guys, and there was a one of the great boxers that from Walkerville was his buddy, because they lived up in Walkerville, yeah. and so they got those two corners, and if it, Anybody had had any problem, the boxer would take care of. No, oh, really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you need to have someone guard your corner, right? It's competitive back then. Well, especially like that. I can't remember his name either, but he was a great boxer and boxer, yeah. I guess, for whatever. Yeah. You know, but it's, you know, you think back on a long life like that, and a lot of people that influenced you, and yeah. my aunt and uncle raising me down in in Idaho was a was the main influence, really? You know, with them because I I lived with him for four years. Yeah. yeah. So 
he took me to the barn a couple times and straightened me out. <laughs> it always happens to everybody. Yeah, it happens to the best of us, right? Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> the craziest thing in the world, though, is I'd down for my aunt's 70th birthday. Okay. And there was a lady there in the town of Star. It had a little lumberyard, a little hardwood store, a little grocery store, yeah. and maybe a gas station, and that was about it. That's it, whole town, huh? Whole town, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, the uh, I got in trouble one time, <clears throat> you know, with us, the kids' kids, you know. Yeah. So my uncle comes home, and he says, let's go. And I said, where are we going? You know where we're going. <laughs> so we went around and rounded up our buddies, rounded up my buddies, and then there, for whatever reason, we went into a, a, a building down there that was a convent type of thing, a summer type of thing. Yeah. We shot out all the lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went I went to the barn four times when I was down there, and I the last one, I didn't go back. Didn't go back. No. Finally got through. Back. That was it. <laughs> yeah. But had it not been him being that strong to raise me in that. Yeah. He was he was a fullback for Butte High. Oh when, really? When he was here, yeah. Yeah. So what goes around comes around. Yeah. And <laughs> did you guys have any it was just the four boys or was there any girls? No. We lost one child in the middle, so yeah. we never really but we do have, I think now seven granddaughters. Yeah. And they're all athletes, you know, they were yeah. you know, and uh Perry, she's on the University of Mont uh, track team yeah long jump outstanding athlete yeah yeah she's she's a dandy and so are the other and then casey is out in oregon uh pilgrim bill pilgrim he used to be the coach oh Capitol. yeah yeah he was a great he coach, recruited yeah. her out there yeah so <laughs> she, she was funny because she's straightforward she's six three so anyway she always puts her sh arm on my shoulder and says what's up pops <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. so but anyway she's got one more year out there yeah. And it's crazy because uh, she substitute teaches. She's going to be a, a math and, you know, from fourth grade junior high, yeah. math and science teacher. And she's oh, very smart. Yeah. And so she was doing some substitute teaching. And so they get paid <clears throat> 250 bucks a day for a substitute teacher, which is crazy. Yeah. What do you get here? Under, under 110? I think it went up to just over a little over 100. Yeah, $110. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway, they liked her so much. They, the lady was going to have a baby, so they she got to to go ahead and take the class for two months. Nice. And so they paid her two hundred eighty bucks a day. So yeah. that gave her some money, yeah. uh, spending money, and so the rest of them are, you know, yeah. they're girls and they chase around. And <laughs> I've met a lot of boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is fun, you know. It's. Uh, you know, we don't know, you, you never, you, just like we were talking about the heart, you know, how do you know when you're going to go? Yeah. You know, and you hope that you're, you're healthy enough to go a long time. And with all the beating that I took, uh, they're a little arthritis here and there. Yeah, I imagine, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. But, yeah, so anyway, we, uh, I'm very happy. We were, uh, we built the the Butte VA clinic out here and oh, okay. I'm very proud of that building. 
you know, yeah. it's a nice building. And it really means a lot to be able to, you know, to be able to build something like that in your in the community. That yeah, here. for the veterans too, oh, yeah. yeah, for the people it's, who deserve it the most. They deserve it, yeah. I would have been, when I first went to Washington, I joined the ROTC for the Air Force. Yeah. I wanted to be a fighter pilot. And after the neck, they that wiped was, me right out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. so the funny thing was that after they wiped me out and they knew I got hurt in football, they came back and said, asked me if I would play on their flag football team. <laughs> flag football. <laughs> flag football. Yeah. I said, what do you mean? You kicked me out yeah. you know, for that. But Marsh and Mike Reese were both uh, on our team. And Harry Martz, you, all, you, you remember? Oh, Harry, yeah, Harry Martz, for Judy sure. Martz. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, and her name was Morsatine, yeah. Judy Morsatine. And I was a basketball official for years, and I worked, I don't know how many state tournaments. I think Joe Morstein and myself, we worked uh, five straight double-A tournaments, yeah. and we worked the first double-A uh, tournament ever held in the Metro in buildings. Oh, did you really? Way back when. So, yeah, and then, you know, as the kids get got grown, then I, I stopped just so I could be able to yeah. take off and go with them. But, yeah, I think Mark, was it Mark who officiated for a while? Mark, he's doing it now. Is too. he doing it again? Yeah, he's got, he was doing some football, and uh, he, down doing Rocky, <clears throat> and he was going down the sideline, and the coaches aren't supposed to be on the field. They got yeah. a box there. They were on the field, and the guy tripped him. Oh. And busted him up pretty good. Yeah. So, anyway, he's... Uh, kind of getting back to it right now yeah. on his end. Because he did, he did Frontier Conference basketball for a little while. I yeah, he did that, yeah. and, he, and he did all Frontier football, yeah. too. You know, so, but anyway, uh, I don't know if he'll ever get back at it, because he got banged up. You know, he played uh, safety for the Bobcats yeah. championship. I don't know how many people can say that they had two sons. One played on the Bobcat National Championship. Yeah, he was on the 84 team, right? Right. Yeah. And then Josh in the 95. Yeah. So they all say to me, who are you for? <laughs> and I'd say, who's playing? You know, and I knew. So I said, when it comes to the Grizzlies and the Bobcats, I'm a Husky. Yeah. <laughs> Neutral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, we all thought Josh was going to go to Montana State. It was yeah. kind of surprising when he went to UM because you know we figured he just followed the footsteps of his brother. Yeah. You know? Well, and his brother. Well, you mean Mark? You mean? Yeah. Mark went to state, Montana State. Yeah, that's what we thought. We thought Josh would go the same way. I thought Josh would go to Montana State as well. You know, he had scholarships all over the country. Yeah. You know, it was really interesting back then uh, when we were coaching. We would get letters from the various schools, and they would ask us to rate our athletes. And when having had played, you know, college ball and a lot yeah. of our guys, what we did is, is I would take, and they wanted to know their grade average. They wanted to know their speed and all this kind of stuff. And so I went, I always sent back. Yeah. If I thought I had somebody that I could, that they could play. Yeah. And <clears throat> the two coaches from LSU showed up at Butte High School. They said, we want to see Pete Aristo. Oh, really? Because Pete was 6'4", yeah. a hell of a linebacker. Yeah. <coughs> and he went to the University of Utah. Yeah. But anyway, they, they came here to recruit him. And, and of course, all the smaller schools came too, you know. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, and yeah, but, Josh got, yeah, he got recruited. Oh, everywhere. 
God, we had a you guy. could have went for track probably too. <coughs> oh, oh yes. Yeah, speaking of track. When I went out there to Washington, <coughs> we had a, a quarterback by the name of Corky Terry. <coughs> Excuse me a minute. Corky Terry, that's a great name. <laughs> he was the first team All-American high school quarterback. Yeah. <coughs> and every year they have the national high school game in Texas. Yeah. He came from Texas, and he was the quarterback in the national team down there. Wow. He was a good one. And they had a kid from, uh, and he came to us, and then we played a game. He got bell rung big time. Never played another day of football. Really? Never. And there was one kid that came in, and he was a running back. He had already ran a 9-5, 100-yard dash. Wow. That's kind of fast, yeah. Remember Larry Quest had ran a 9-6? Yeah. So anyway, this guy's 6-2, maybe 205, got out on the football field, got banged around, decided he was going to go track. Yeah. So, you don't get hit as much in track. No. No. <laughs> Didn't take him long to get off the football field yeah. either. Yeah, but you have all kinds of people like that. We had a, we had a kid that played on the team before out there uh, when they won the national championship, and he was a colored boy from, I don't know where he was, but anyway, uh, he ended up being first team All American, and oh God, he played for Junior Coffee was his name, and he played for the Atlanta Falcons as fullback for. Gosh, long time too. Yeah. So, and it's funny because they all, you always look back to see where they ended up, you know, yeah. on their end. And lo and behold, he's back in uh, Washington and he trains uh, racehorses. Oh, really? So life has many twists. Yeah. And, but, yeah. So now you're, you're, you're watching a lot of grandkids play and, Playing against Butte High. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, that's. Uh, I but told you, Josh he's got to get his butt back to Butte because yeah. he's got kids that are going to be good athletes. Oh, think he's got a responsibility to make them be bulldogs. Yeah, and he said it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you take a look at it. Every place. Look at Helena. Michelotti's. Yeah. yeah. Look yeah, at that Capital State Championship team was full of Butte guys. Yeah, they had know? three Michelotti's. Yeah. It. And two of them are coming here to Tech to yeah. play football. So that's good. Yeah. But anyway, you, you got people up in Kalispell, but every place we went, we're playing against Butte people. Yeah. But I think they said at the time that the mine shut, there were 70,000 people in Butte. Yeah. And it dropped down to 32,000. That's a big drop, yeah. It's a big drop. And that's at the time I built the Copper King, so that that's what happened there. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's just a fact that, you know, you never know what's going to happen, and hopefully, with this projects that are coming in here that I saw in the paper, the house building, yeah, they're what they want to come, and then ASME, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that, uh -huh. but anyway, yeah. uh, my son Mark worked for ASME for a long time. He was first with Air Liquide, and he used to sell products from Air Liquide to the people that own ASME out of Norway and the guy that's coming here trying to come here to set up the the uh, battery plant and the chips yeah they, they, that's the guy from Norway and they own that 
So they they are looking at coming here, and they wanted to do a tax increment type thing so that they they'll buy the land, and if they can get a tax in increment things, then they would be able to come to Butte and make it work because of the skilled trade that are here, yeah. and the place that's going to build those modular homes. Uh, it seems like. Nobody wants to work anymore. I mean, you can't get people... Can't fill jobs, yeah. No, at anything. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the stores... The pharmacies. The pharmacies are telling you they can't hire people. Yeah, and yeah. even the stores. Yeah. I mean, in, in the uh, restaurants, every place you go, you know, people want it. You know, nobody wants to work. I yeah. don't know how they live. Yeah, and you're still, uh, you're still working? Oh, yeah. You're 79? I'll be 80. The 80 in January. In January, January 4th, is that what yep. you said? Yep, And uh, and you're still going straight. If you, you know, if you stayed in teaching, you could have been retired for like 15 years now. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I would have never been able to create. Yeah, you probably don't, you don't strike me as someone who likes to just sit still and not do anything. No. Yeah, I started out in architecture out there at the University of Washington. Yeah. I wanted to be an architect. And so I design a lot of our our own buildings and that. Oh, do you really? So, yes, and uh, we've followed the government around. They seem to have the only ones that have money. Yeah. So we follow them around for Forest <laughs> Service buildings yeah. or you know state of Montel Montana buildings and yeah. all that kind of thing. And we ha we have a lot of those renters in our buildings. Yeah. So, yeah. so and anyway. you you pass the carpentry down to Scott anyway, right? Yes. And Todd. And Todd, too? Todd's a great carpenter. Okay. He's, uh, and Scotty, you know, he uh, was his own contractor for a while, and then he, then he got on with his school district. And, yeah. And you take a look at all the f picture frames and the stuff that he did what, what he there. What he's done for Butte High it's is incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame just for that. Yeah, hopefully he will be. We're going to so. get him voted next year. Next yeah. year, that'd be kind of great. Yeah, because he, he deserves it a big time. Yeah, on that. Yeah, he's did all the frames and 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 the history research that he's he's done as well. Well, and know. the biggest thing is is that you know I, I I got some of the stuff out of the basement, but they most of that stuff was in the basement at Butte High, yeah. and could have got wrecked and water yeah. and everything else. But the thing I liked about up in the gym is is that you could go up and. In 1920, you get a chance to see what happened in yeah. 1920, and and he has them all listed. And there was many, many championships. Yeah. Back in those days when they had the town, you know. Yeah. And I always said that when the, the mines shut down, you know, we had 70,000 people here. Yeah. And school teachers never had a problem with the kids, because the kids knew if they went home. Yeah. Uh, they, it was worse at home. Yeah, you're better off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and don't screw yeah. up, you know. Yeah. So, but that's all gone anymore. It's uh, I, I just can't believe that they're not proficient in math and science, you know, and they want to go to four day weeks for teaching, and you know, and I look at them and. I see people teaching with overalls on and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Times have sure changed, haven't oh they? Oh my God, I don't know. And but you will always have the good teachers and, and yeah. the other. Yeah. I call them the other. The other. The other. <laughs> They're not so good. Yeah. yeah. So, but so it's it's been a long ride going through, you know. And 
with the officiating, you know, with uh, old Gitch Combo and a lot yeah. of those guys. That was, uh, Great group of guys he used to officiate. Oh, God, yeah. And Gwen Welsh, you know, we had, and Sonny Murray. And, but Joe, Joe and I uh, really worked a lot of tournaments, you know. Uh, at one time, you could take as many tournaments as you wanted, you know. Yeah. And what they did is the coaches would assign you, you know, they're, they're the ones that voted for the people yeah. to come down. And anyway, <clears throat> so we always had a double-A tournament and a double-A, you know, uh, play-in, you know, at the end. And then I think at that time, I, I think that the, the one I remember most, <clears throat> and I didn't officiate it, or yeah, I guess I did, down in the Butte Civic Center when the two Indian teams played. Uh, oh really? For the for the Class A tournament that year, uh-huh. and the the future coach for Butte High was coaching one of the teams. Oh, Fergie. Fergie. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. Poplar. It was, yeah, it was Poplar, and I don't know, but anyway, I always remember that at the beginning of the game, both teams had the headdresses, you know, and all oh, that, really? all coming out on the thing, you know, yeah. and it was really colorful. But anyway, yeah. so we worked that, and we worked the championship game to the guy ahead. And I never forget that uh, it was crazy. The one, the Indians, uh, and I just say that probably, maybe that's not the way to talk. But yeah. anyway, they all uh, stayed out at Fairmont. At oh, the time. they really? Oh, yeah. So there was a, a guy from outside of Billings, there was a small town outside of Billings. He was one of the coaches. And they didn't like him. <laughs> So they drove his car into the pool out of Fairmont. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, we went out to the IT Club. I remember Pete Schonsberg, a great teacher, you know. And anyway, we go in there with our wives and the whole Indian nation's there. Really? Oh, man. God, yes, at the IT Club. So anyway, we go in and every, the music's going, everything stops. <laughs> completely so who are you guys oh yeah oh yeah because yeah. they're all yeah. looking at you like that you know yeah and i'll never forget we're sitting there i said to pete if we get in a fight let's get back to back and we'll just go down when we go down <laughs> <laughs> telling stories and all of a sudden this guy comes across the floor and got white hair and I said oh man that's got to be the chief or yeah. the medicine man or something <laughs> and he says can I dance with your wife I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's god. awesome oh god it was funny but anyway yeah we had a lot of fun congratulations to this week's Lusk of our Honda Athletes of the Week Butte High freshman Kate Steitzer and East Middle School 7th grader Cambry O'Neill Steitzer takes home the boys' honor after helping lead the Butte Miners to a 3-0 record in a tournament in Haver over the weekend. Steitzer returned from an injury scare to play first base. He poked three hits, including a double, and drove in four runs. In Sunday's 11-4 win over the Haver North Stars, Steitzer went 2-for-3 with three RBIs, a walk, a run scored, and three stolen bases. O'Neill receives the girls' honor for her strong season playing for the Hanging Five team in the Copper City Softball League. The catcher will represent the league as a senior league all-star. Throughout the season, O'Neill showed off amazing hustle behind the plate and great team leadership. Her coaches say she battles like a champ. 
Congratulations, Caden Cambry, and thank you, Lescavar Honda, for honoring the hardworking student-athletes of the Mining City. Hey, Butte America, John Davis here at Lescavar Honda. It's that time of the year again where we want to say thank you for all your support and the votes in the Montana Standards Best of Butte and Beyond. You voted us the best new car dealership, the best used car dealership, best auto body repair, best place to get your oil changed, the best car salesman, and the best customer service. So June 9th is our customer appreciation day. Stop on down and see us and enjoy lunch on us here at Lascavar Honda. Are you looking for a place to host a special event or a party? Or just looking for a drink served by the best mixologist in town? Look no further than 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino. Take a step back in time and enjoy some of our signature cocktails such as an Old Fashioned or a Pink Mate. Stop in for happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday for $2 cans of your favorite beer or two for five seltzers or oil mixers. Or try one of our tap beers for just $5 along with weekly specialty cocktails. Located underneath the Miner's Hotel, where Butte locals receive a 20% discount on rooms, 51 Below has live music every Friday night. So stop by 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino for a good time with good friends and great drinks. And don't forget to dial 5. Lockmer Plumbing is more than Butte's complete union plumbing shop. Whether it is sponsoring Little League Baseball, High School Athletics, Montana Tech, Youth Racing, 4-H, Mining City Christmas, Action Inc.'s Homeless Solution Program, Head Start, or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Butte, Lockmer Plumbing is always looking out for the people of the mining city. Owned and operated by Troy and Amy Lockmer since 2002, Lockmer Plumbing can handle all your residential, commercial, and industrial plumbing needs as well as making repairs and installations on all plumbing and boiler systems. In the heart of Uptown Butte, Lockmer Plumbing can also assist on new construction and planning for your new home or development. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerPlumbing.com today. Lockmer Plumbing has your pipes covered and so much more. This message is brought to you by Anno Designs in Anaconda. I know what you're all thinking. Foley, you twit. Why are you letting this Anaconda hack get connected with the Butte cast? Well, folks, money talks. Anno Designs is a printing and direct-to-garment shop in Anaconda. But that's not all we do. We actually specialize in embroidery and graphic design. We also dabble in sign creation and vinyl banners, also decals for your motor vehicles. Now, there are so many great options for screen printers out there. Take 5518, for example. You all know the work John and company do in Butte. And like me, they support local guys like this who started a podcast. Really original. But if your current printer is too busy to get your job done in a timely fashion, why not give us a try? For a limited time only, all new businesses who place an order with Anode Designs will get their screen, embroidery, and graphic design origination fees waived. Just call 406-563-0121 or email anodesignsllc at gmail.com and use the code FOLEYWHO during the consultation. Anode Designs is a proud supporter of the ButteCast and is pushing hard to get more Anaconda talent on the show. Don't just take it from me. Listen to the buttery smooth voice of a Butte legend tell you. There's two things we like about Butte. It's 24 miles away and Tom O'Neill. Welcome to Copperhead Country. Yeah, did you have the technical on Fergie or anything like that? Oh, I, that, I don't remember. I probably did. <laughs> I always used to go, you know, to Cheek over in Anaconda because a lot of us. Oh, John Cheek. Yeah, yeah. John Cheek. And so, anyway, he fired everybody, you know. At, and so, at the end, I'm the only guy brought down. And I used to go down with Bobby Rawlings and, you know, somebody. So, anyway, I'm down there. 
and I remember the game, and I blew the whistle right in the middle of the second quarter. Yeah. And go over to the bench, and he says, what's going on? And I said, have you got a whistle? And he said, yeah. Would you give it to this guy? He hasn't blown his once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty and, funny. And he says, you <laughs> and he'd always say, I'm fiery. You're never coming back. Yeah. Every year he'd call me and say, I want you to work this game and that game. Yeah. So we got to be great friends. Yeah. Great yeah, he was, uh, he was a legend over there. Oh, boy, great coach. Yeah. Yeah, he had, uh, you know, Pat Connors downstairs hmm. here in D.A. Davidson. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of the players on that uh, great team with Estes. Oh, Pat played Pat, in Anaconda. Oh, oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was four guard, and then uh, a kid by the name of Bob Brown. There was I don't remember, but they they were all <clears throat> that was a hell of a team, yeah. you know that they had. But Livingston had a yeah, they had a they had a little guard called Jay Sumner and it, like Francis Ricky and Doyle Edwards, and two of them went and played for the Bobcats. Yeah, but they kicked the tar out of. Anaconda. <laughs> yeah. So. Do, you, do you watch the Bulldogs play quite a bit still? Oh, yeah. We go to all the games. Yeah. We go there to watch them. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, golden passes. They gave us golden passes. Oh, yeah, because you're, well, not only you're a golden bee, but you're coached the team. Oh, yeah. Full of golden bees. Yeah. You know, yeah. your players are all, all those the players well, are all golden got, bees, though. Yeah. That's the thing. This last one was the last year. That, that was my team that went in. Yeah. You know, so it was, it's hard to believe that you, it's 50 years later after you get your first letter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What an incredible organization that is, though. Oh, is it's it, the Silver Bees. And they've tried it other places. Right. And they just can't quite right. pull it off like they do at Bue. Of course, we had, of course, Dan Peters was in charge of it for a long time. Right. And then As Scott historian. took over. Yeah. And then Scott took over. Right. For him. And then also, uh, you've got um, the treasurer. I can't remember. Oh, Dean Erickson. Uh, Dean, Dean, but there's the other one that's the accountant over here. Okay. But anyway, uh, I'm sure I know. Yeah, but any you'd know who they are. But it's fun because most of the people come back. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they all. That was pretty emotional when when these kids come in. Yeah. So I said, I don't remember. I told it was maybe it was Mike Anser, Anderson or Paul Quabo. I said, I can't say anything up here. Yeah. You say it. <laughs> so they did. They took the mic and, and they did. It. They did a good job. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'm just a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> were you a teddy bear as a coach? Were you were you uh, along the lines of Jankovic kind of coach, or were you more of a, a players soft coach as they call it today, players coach? Well. Let me put it this way. We did a practice up there at Tech before we were going to go, you know. And we were, Milo Dragovic and myself and Patty Bolton were out there kicking, and Andy. Yeah. And they were driving up in the truck, okay. And somebody was screaming, cussing. Hmm. We got back down to the, and they were all trying to get out of the locker room fast. Yeah. And the first thing I did is I grabbed Ted and hung him on the hanger. <laughs> and then I said, get your football pads on. 
and we went out and turned the stadium lights on and we did crabs oh. <laughs> for a half hour straight. Yeah, and those are no fun. Well, got their attention. Yeah. Big time. Behave the next time, right? Well, yeah. But the biggest thing is, is it rep- representing Butai, you, you don't do that shit. Yeah. You know, so. And then they. Yeah, so anyway, they, the bad thing was, is we had to drive to Kalispell the next night to play Kalispell. Yeah. We almost got beat because they were dead tired. <laughs> <laughs> they learned a lesson, though. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, they and did. it seems like they're all pretty fond of you now, today, you know. Well, they seem to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard anything otherwise, yeah. anyway. No. Big, biggest thing, though, is you're there as a coach to develop them. And, yeah. And if you teach them right and the rest of it, you know, they can go on and they can do good things. Yeah. But you got to be very positive, and the coaches I had were very positive. Yeah. You know, so that, that's the real deal. But it was interesting. When I went to Tech, they didn't even know what a rope maze was. <laughs> so, and we had it out of Washington. And, yeah. And it's a hoot because... Our big guys out there, you know, I mean, these guys are 240, 250, 270. Yeah. And they have to go through the rope maze, too. Yeah. Oh, it's a hoot. They're falling down, stumbling <laughs> and everything else. Yeah. So I had the fellow up at Tech uh, make me the rose rope maze for Tech. Yeah. And, and then when I went down to Butte High, I had them make me another one. Mm-hmm. So, and I think they still use, I don't know. If they still use the rope maze, but it's it's a great tool for yeah, get your feet up high, quick, and get them up, get them up high, quick, and then you go yeah. through what you want. But out there, Washington, one of the things that we did in the winter time was we would go into the basketball stadium, hmm. and we would run the steps. And back then, you there was no such thing as weightlifting. It, all, yeah. it was all isometrics, you know. Yeah. And I always used to think, well, if this guy's pushing on my head. What's the result? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm wondering about that kind of stuff. But that's yeah. that's how that's all they did. They didn't have the weights at all. Yeah. Did you have weights when you coached at Butte High? Then did they start oh, yeah. lifting them? Oh yeah, they're always in the weight room. Yeah. It used to be right after football season, I would take and bring everybody in, and I'd say, okay, you all have skills. You, I want the ones that can wrestle to wrestle. Mm-hmm. I want the ones that play basketball, play basketball. And I get the rest of you. So I never coach basketball yeah. so that I could take and make sure make that sure. they keep, keep their mind sharp. Yeah. So, and I made them all go off for track. And I told them, they said, we can't do anything. Oh, yeah. You can sit there and look at the girls. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. You know, so, and then what we do is we, we get weight teams and get the other schools to put their weight teams together. And we'd have th- three or four or five three-weight teams and those big guys clunking around there. You know? yeah. But, yeah, so there was a lot of fun working with the kids. Yeah. And, and watching the different techniques that, that everything is going, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting uh, as far as a little bit of history. Tom Houck was a uh, junior I guess it was when I was a uh, sophomore there. Yeah. And, uh, or no, been two years ago, because he, he played for the Grizzlies, you know. Yeah. Tom did. But anyway, uh, his brother is the head coach. And uh, Bob, Bobby, uh, 
that's coaching down there right now. Yeah. His his wife was was Eleanor Foley. Yeah. And anyway, the interesting thing is is that she was a cheerleader with Mick Delaney uh, during that year at Central. Oh really? Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So we saw her just recently, and she's doing good. And she has a brother down there in insurance, and so you meet a lot of people. And one of the people that I met that I really liked was a guy by the name of Tom Carter. And he was a coach. He's the track coach at uh, Capitol High. Yeah. You know. And this is, there's a Tom Carter that's really fast for Capitol High, That's too. his grandson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's really fast. He's really fast. Yeah. yeah. So, but that, uh, I, I, I love track. So we went and watched that in Hudson Lemke, you know, Don Lemke's grandson. Uh-huh. You know, because that's Chad's boy, Chad Lemke. Yeah. You remember Chad? Oh, Chad was a superstar after. At, at the Grizz. Yeah. You know, he was a linebacker. Yeah. He played both ways for the Bulldogs, I think, and then went oh, yeah. to the Grizz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he had a little problems with Winter Rye, but he, he's straightened out now. Yeah. But in this day and age, it's it's scary. It's yeah. The side, side things that, and, you know, just like our track team, we didn't score a point in the boys' side. Yeah, not one point. The girls got ten. Yeah, that had never happened with some with uh, the old, what was his name? The head to head, the old coach, track coach. Swede. Swede. Yeah, Swede Dalberg. Swede, yeah. Yeah. That that would never happen with Swede. <laughs> never. Yeah. Did was he a track coach when you? Oh yeah. He was still track coach when uh, so. When I that when I when I was there, yeah, I ran for him because he gave up football. What around fifty five? I think he I coached track know. until I don't know. Almost until he died. I, I, he told I remember track. one thing. I was running the hurdles down in uh, Livingston, and of course, you know, you had Larry Quested. Hmm. You know, and do you remember Larry Quested? I don't remember Larry. Well, he re- he set the state record in the, in one hundred and eighty yard lows at at uh, nineteen six. Really. Was, the time, oh, yeah, yeah, That's so, fast. oh, really fast. Yeah. And if you remember the Olympics, he went to Stanford on a uh, track scholarship. Yeah, and if you remember in the Olympics when the relay team won the nat- the championship in the in the uh, world, you know, in the Olympics, yeah. and there were the three colored guys and then the one white guy, and the three colored guys had the black gloves on. Oh, and they raised the fist, the black power, the. Sixty. He, he was sixty-eight. Yeah. He was on the one on the end kneeling. Oh, really? He, he was. Wasn't, he had didn't want anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah. But I remember running against him, Billy, down in Billings, and or I mean, in our our divisional, and uh, the craziest thing in the world. I'm about halfway down there, and he's right beside me, and he says, "Path, are you running yet?" <laughs> <laughs> Crush me. <laughs> So, yeah, talk about taking you down a notch or two, right? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh God, yes. Yeah. But now, now I was. Uh, I think it was ten years ago. Was it 2013? You went into the Butte Sports Hall of Fame at the same time as Josh. Yes. That must have been pretty neat. That was fun. You know, because it's it's a special event anyway. Right. But to go in with your son, that was that was cool. special. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we have no more. You know, grandsons to go into the down here, or no girls, no yeah. girls. So yeah. I guess our era is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to help before 
I'd leave. And, yeah. and that is, I'd like to put a nice, help put a nice addition on the front of the Civic Center. Yeah, that would, I know Pat Carney talked about. Yeah, and I talked to Bill Foles down there. Or Bill Melvin down Bill there. Bill yeah. Melvin. Yeah, it'd be nice and, to do that. To, oh, yeah. Because we're, we're, we're out well, of yeah, space. What I want to do is I want to take the, where the entrance is there Yeah. and leave the windows and then go out the front straight out. Yeah. And do a, then then you they would have windows down the sides and that but it, and then they'd have a place to put all of the yeah that would be a, that'd be a nice thing so yeah. hopefully we can get that done that'd be great well I'll guarantee that <laughs> well coach I I appreciate your time this was a lot of fun I think I could talk to you forever oh it's been fun talking I I just I'm happy that I could remember yeah. Did we get your all your notes in? I think, I we think did. so. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I, I've got you know all that down, and, and you know it was kind of interesting because it, uh, it, uh, <clears throat> but it was interesting to know that up here, you know, with Petrino coaching yeah. here, and you take a look at the number of coaches that came out of Butte, you know, like Sweeney going from Kalispell yeah. or to Kalispell, and then from Kalispell to the Bobcats. And yeah. then uh, when he left uh, the Bobcats to go, Sonny Holland was down there yeah. on that end of it. And then when he went, then you had uh, Sonny Lubick. Yeah. Yeah, went there. And, and when Sonny Lubick went, then that's when I stepped in behind him. Yeah, and I think the stadium at Colorado State is named after Sonny Lubick. Yes. And the stadium at Fresno State is named after Jim Sweeney. It is. Yeah. And they, the lady... At uh, Colorado State, uh, she put up the money for him, yeah. the stadium. And she says, I want that stadium to be called, you know, just like up here, Bob Green, yeah. you know, at Sonny Lubick uh, Field or whatever. Yeah, I think it's a field. That. And, and, of course, Jim, he got everything. He got, <laughs> they yeah. get, everything that they did down there was his yeah. Yeah. for him. But And I didn't realize that uh, uh, the roofer here, Bill Thomas. Okay, yeah. Yeah, his mom was uh, Jim Sweeney's uh, sister. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that makes a little more sense then, yeah. 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 But, yeah, so you need to start thinking about all those coaches that left here. Yeah. And went on to fame. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah, Jankovic had amazing oh. the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. After his success. Well, and then the interesting thing is when he was – Went down to Miami, you know, he hired Jimmy Johnson and yeah. all those people. And then from there he went to the, I think it was to the Giants. Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, Is that Vic, what it was? Victor Kaiham. Remember Victor Kaiham, the guy who? No. He was the, he had the commercials, He the Gillette Razors, I think it was. He said he liked the company, so he liked the Razor so much he bought the company. Oh. And then he bought the Patriots. And then he got in trouble with the reporter. He wouldn't let the woman reporter in the locker room. Oh. And I believe the woman reporter, I can't remember what her name was, but uh, she was related to Fraser McDonald. Whoa. <laughs> so yeah. it's crazy. That's why I said Butte's the center of the universe, oh, right? Well, and then like Sam Jankovic, you know, yeah. he after he did left that, he, he negotiated all the TV rights for all the colleges. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So last time he was here in the in the when the son owned the M and M. Yeah, we were able to sit there and back with him, and, and we were the first team he ever had. And I think there's been, I think I counted th maybe 30 head coaches at Butte High and 11 
since Swede Dahlberg. Wow. And you're, so it's pretty cool to be one of those guys. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, especially to be on that level with those coaches, God. Yeah. He never did win a state championship, but to, to, we would have beat Great Falls. We, we could have kicked their butt. Yeah. And I had a super team at that time, but the next year I didn't have a super team yeah. as good. And anyway, we got them <laughs> when it counted. That's always been the big rivalry, hasn't it? It's you been like huge. Great Falls. It's been and they huge. played. The, I didn't realize they played the last game of the season all the time. Well, the, the year we played, we played him the first game. Oh, really? After we won the state championship, and as a senior, we played the first game against him. Yeah. And we beat the hell out of him. And then we went to Kalispell, and I rolled my ankle in a gopher hole up there <laughs> and broke my ankle. Yeah. I had a chip in my bone in my ankle my yeah. senior year. So I so I go in, and I'll never forget Mike or Monk Samansky says, can I shoot you up? I said, no, yeah. no. So they would take and tape my ankle. Then they put a high top on and tape that all the way to my knee. Yeah. And took four games before I could run back again and at full speed. That was your senior year? Yeah. And you were all state. <laughs> That's the way it is. Yeah. But if you want something hard enough. Got to work for it, right? Got to work for it. Yeah. So to all the young people that listen to this, step it up. Yeah, toughen up, right? My, my son fouled the ball off his uh, foot the other night playing baseball, mm-hmm. or off his shin, and it really hurt. He's down on the ground limping off, and I just said, hey, toughen up. That's right. <laughs> toughen up, and he got, got back in the batter's box. And yeah, then. but I, I, was, I was shocked because, like I say, with, with the track team and all the rest of it here, we got good athletes here, but, you know, you've got to go get them. Yeah. Well, maybe they should all have to run from East to Zerelda Street every day. <laughs> and I don't know how I did it. I, I really don't. I mean, that was the craziest thing that ever happened in my life. Yeah. But anyway, it is what it is. And yeah. so I, I did guarantee you one thing. I never took any homework home. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to carry any books on that, right? Nope. I left everything in the, in the locker. Yeah. All right. Well, Coach, I appreciate your time. Uh, it's I been a lot of fun. It's been fun talking to you. Yeah, and I want to get down the line. I want to get all the boys, you know, space them out a little bit. But I want to get Josh, Todd, Mark, and of course Scott. Yeah, God, that'd be fun if you and did. I, and and Jamie was the first pathfather I had on. I, it was seventy some podcasts before I had a pathfather on. It's like I don't know how I got away with having a podcast in Butte, and it took so long to get a pathfather on. Boy, she was something else, didn't yeah. she? God. You know, it was so funny when she went to the university, they started their ba- foot or baseball program down there, and the coach for the, the softball yeah. called her and said, I want to build my team around you. Yeah. And she said, no, because yeah. she was a she sophomore. She was out of a couple of years, yeah. Yeah, she was out a couple of years, and she, you know, uh, ended up not playing, but she yeah. could have. Yeah. Would have been a good sure. move for the coach. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> she was as good as I've ever seen. Oh, she did well. That last three games that day, she threw one hitter, a no hitter, and a two hitter. Yeah, can't say anything else. Yeah, and you didn't that. miss a game either, did Never. you? Never. Yeah, never. We traveled everywhere, and we do with the kids now. Yeah, know? and which is a lot more traveling now. But we just uh, we went to Helmand last week, and they had that. Uh, they have a basketball tournament, and the, all the teams from across the state are invited. Yeah. So 
anyway, the varsity and the JV. So they played the varsity games in Helena High in Capitol, and then they played the JV games in in the various gyms, yeah. the other ones. And uh, we, I, I we never missed a game. Yeah. And Hellgate's got some good kids coming back. Yeah. Really good kids coming back. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, and I'm, st- I'm still trying to talk Josh into bringing those kids back to Butte. But it isn't going to happen. <laughs> it kills me. It, we uh, One of the kids, uh, one of your grandkids pitched against us a few years, like I think it was 2019 in a travel baseball tournament. Yeah. And I, I from Missoula. That was Todd. So that's, Todd's. That's, so that's, that's Finney. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I went out and uh, so I said, you have no, you got to come over to our dugout. You're a pathos and you belong in this dugout. <laughs> he, he looked at me like I had two he heads. He was a good pitcher. He was really good. Oh, they beat the heck out of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they came down. It was funny because they, their football team, you know, Vincent and all them, they were undefeated. Steitzer was on the team and that. Yeah. And they came down and Todd's coaching the team down there with yeah. another guy. And so he says, can I have your playbook? <laughs> so I gave him my playbook for the Huskies. Shit, they haven't lost games. So they played. Butte came down because they thought they were, yeah, they hadn't lost a game until yeah. they hit us. <laughs> we beat the Tara. And I'm thinking, geez, here we are. Todd's playing, <laughs> coaching against all the kids that he played with and yeah. all the rest of it. <laughs> and, but anyway, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I appreciate it, Coach. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I hope I didn't bullshit too much. <laughs> Perfect. All meaningful, I hope. Proud to be from you.